self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation Conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red and we are conversation con artists back for another wonderful fantastic episode you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point and on TikTok at Eddie B. Talking and Eddie B. Eating. And I can be found at red underscore calamity on Instagram. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> uh, we are still accepting letters. So if you have a question, a Reddit letter, comment whatever you want to send to us you can send it to our gmail account which is conversation artists at gmail.com or you can find us on the aforementioned um social media um before we get into the reddits so i had i just want to talk about men <laughs> yes. uh, it's just so funny to me how men like always like men in power always like oh women can't be in power because they're so emotional and they can't uh maintain their emotions so um the last couple of weeks have been asked for me because i found out that apparently my license was suspended and nobody told me and i was in a car accident and the officer didn't say anything i bought a car and registered it Nobody said anything. Had no fucking clue that I've been riding around with a suspended license. And so, and the process, at least in Alabama, for getting your license reinstatement is is the most frustrating shit I've ever experienced in my life. And I understand now why people say fuck it and just ride around with a suspended license until they get pulled over again. It is, they make it so difficult between the amount of money that they want you to pay and then the process itself but the way this ties into men is that <clears throat> the second part of the process i had to go to like the most hood ass dmv office in this area and there were only like nine chairs <clears throat> in the little waiting area and so the lady told me to have a seat waiting my turn and uh, it wasn't nowhere to sit, so I just kind of stood up on the side, and this dude, gold, gold's in his mouth, just, just hood as fuck. He was like, "Hey, shawty, uh, you, you come over here and sit in my seat." And I was like, "Oh, thank you, but no, I'm, I'm good. I'll just stand." Cause one, when she told me that all of these people that were sitting were ahead of me, I'm on my lunch break, so I'm like, I'm probably not gonna be able to just sit here this whole time. So I don't get his seat and then get up and leave that would be stupid not to mention he looked like a nigga who if he gives me this seat he's going to expect something in return whether it be my conversation phone number whatever so i was just like very polite like no i'm cool thank you though he was like well be up at it in whoa <laughs> relax nigga what i, I said no thing like why are you so upset <laughs> That and I, that, I, that's not uppity. Uppity would be taking the seat and then being an asshole about it. Like, if you're going to assign. She just declined <laughs> to sit down, bro. You don't know. She just might like standing up. Maybe she's been sitting down for a long time. And, like, it's a lot of reasons why she might not want that seat. Why not just from your seat ask her some questions? Engage. Have a conversation. I mean, clearly she don't want you don't want that clearly but still no that's a best practice 
for being told, leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> There's still a best practice. He, that he did all the wrong shit. Got upset. And, and so then I feel justified, right? Because I'm like, this why? This is exactly why I wasn't going to take this fucking seat because you look like a dude who do this shit. Like, why are you mad? I didn't say fuck you in your seat, right? Like, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't rude to you. I wasn't mean. I was like, thank you, but I'm cool. I don't know what else I could have done in that situation other than take this seat and then potentially, like I said, I wasn't even planning on staying. Once I realized it's nine people ahead of me, I'm on my lunch break. So which is the, an hour. I don't have the time to sit here. So I'm I'm not even finna be here. I'm finna go back up. And I did. Like I stood there a minute or two longer and then I went back and I was like, hey, I just I can't. I don't have that, you know, I didn't know it was gonna take this long. And I gave him my little ticket back and I left. But like just I haven't had that happen in a while. Um, as far as like somebody getting mad because you turn them down. But like dudes really cannot take rejection. Like it's the Oh, you ain't that fucking fine anyway with your ugly ass. I went ugly two seconds ago when you was trying to get my motherfucking phone number. Like, they do not take. Some men just do not take rejection. Well, it don't matter how nice you are. And this is why women be so careful about, like, interacting with men or, like, why I don't, I'm not looking your way or nothing. Like, everybody's always, like, when they see me out, like, you got tunnel vision. I do because... I just don't have time for no fucking shit. Like, I don't want to make eye contact with you and you come over and it's a whole fucking thing. And I know all men are not like that, but I can't look at you and necessarily tell if you're going to be that dude. And I just don't have fucking time for it. I really don't. And some of these men are killing women when they get rejected because I think it was a teenager a couple of weeks ago who turned down somebody and and got killed. Like, it's like, bro, calm down. (laughs) It's not that deep. It's not that fucking deep. So let's understand the thing. Because I know and you know that in our society, there are a host of men who talk about how men are logical and rational and women are emotional. <laughs> and what what these men don't understand is what's actually happening is they are suppressing emotions that they are otherwise supposed to be managing. And they are doing a very poor job at it. And so, like, they trying to hold it down, but it's like trying to get loose and escape. And when something like that happens, it escapes. And they have this emotional outburst, and they don't think it's emotion that's happening. They think they're responding intentionally. They think they're responding intentionally. (laughs) That's what they think is happening. But what that happens is they feel rejected, they don't feel validated, and those things come with emotions that make you feel bad about yourself. And then, because we men, we get all angry and have to lash out because you the one that made us feel that way. <laughs> men don't be thinking like that. They brains is broken, man. This shit is I mean, true. our brains are broken, but, you know, at least I done motherfucking put some of my shit back together again. These Humpty Dumpty ass niggas and shit gonna be fucked up for the rest of their life. It's just, it's frustrating because you know, this is like my everyday life. This is like where you're out and you're doing like everyday things. You have to be so much more aware. And I don't think that men understand how impactful that is. But I have to be cognizant of my responses. I have to be cognizant of my surroundings all the time. That shit get, it gets tiresome. It just does. 
or and like men just don't have some men don't have let me not say all some men do not have a frame of reference of being able to understand like things from a woman's point of view like i done had dudes i'll be in a dark fucking parking lot walking into a store and a nigga behind me talking about hey hey no hey hey nothing i don't know you why would i come up to you in a why are you walking up to me in a dark parking lot as a man with with a mother and sisters and female people in your life you would not suggest any of those women in your life walk up to a nigga they don't know in a dark ass parking lot why are you trying to like bro it's like it's and then when i don't when i keep walking or like i don't hear you i'm a bitch but it's like what do you mean (laughs) what are you talking about it's like white people that are racist okay well let me not put it like that it's like white people who say racist things who don't believe that they're racist so you know when we i used to play dungeons and dragons over there where you live at with mark and edwin mark and edwin would adamantly assert that they are not racist and I won't call them racist in the sense that they do accept black folks. The problem is when they don't believe that they are racist, they participate in racist behavior thinking that it doesn't mean that I'm racist. So we having a conversation and in the conversation, I'm black. So, and I say nigga a lot, but because I'm in the vicinity of white people, I say the N word. And they were like, well, I don't have a problem with the word nigger. And nigger, 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 nigger. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, if I'm the black in the room and I'm saying the N-word, what makes y'all think that y'all saying nigger, 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 nigger is okay? What I did when I said the N-word was let y'all know that the formality that we're going to use while we're having a conversation about race is we're not going to say that word. But they don't believe that it's a problem because they don't see themselves as racist. And clearly, every man ain't going to snatch you up and put you in the trunk because if he was, he wasn't going to say, hey, 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 and, you know, he just (laughs) snatched you up and put you in the trunk. So a lot of men think that because they inherently ain't going to do nothing to harm you, which is most men, they think that them coming up to you saying, hey, 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 shouldn't be perceived by you as a threat. And that's just not the reality. It is not. You have to measure how you engage with women in our society based on what she believes the worst case scenario is that could happen to her. So if you're in a dark parking lot with a woman, what you should do is hope that y'all are going to the same place that will be lit and full of people and then choose to communicate with her appropriately. Outside of that, don't, why would you communicate with a woman in an area that's perceived as dangerous? Like you, let me, you, you might, if you do that consistently, consistently, it's, it's been a 30% chance that you're going to get shot in the stomach by something. <laughs> because she got her hand on some shit, boy, a, a taser. So you got to be careful with that shit. But like men, oh, listen. It's just frustrating Rick, sometimes. We're not going to see men be better in our lifetime. Okay. Yeah. Get used to it. If you have kids, you can raise your sons better. You know, I'm not going to have kids, you know, so I'll keep raising the kids or or working with the kids that I work with and helping them be better. But, like, the world we got now is the world we're going to die with, I think. 
Unless some, unless some crazy ass shit happen in which we have to turn into some motherfucking Walking Dead type shit. <laughs> it's just frustrating sometimes. Like, like I said, it's like because this is a this is a daily thing that women live with that you know men don't think about. But it's like I have to, and I live alone, so like I have to be cognizant and careful. I don't even when I'm dating. It take a while for me if I'm dating somebody to even let them know where the fuck I stay at because. Dudes, I don't know. You know, I don't know if we break up that you ain't gonna just be popping up to my fucking house. Like, I it's just it's tiresome sometimes. But I hadn't had that happen in a while. And when that shit happened in the DMV, I'm like, y'all niggas still doing this shit, bro. I was nice to you. I I, I don't know what else you want from me other than me having take took this seat. But again, other than him looking like he would respond in that way, like I said, I legitimately was like, I'm not finna stay. So why would I ask him to get out of a seat that I'm not gonna use? Because I'm I've already in my mind decided, like, oh, I don't have the time to sit here and wait for nine people to go ahead of me. I'm not gonna have time to sit and wait for that and then get back to work. So I'm just gonna leave. And yeah, he didn't know any of that, but you didn't ask. You just assumed that I'm being uppity for whatever reason. <laughs> It's a fucking public chair. How can you be uppity about a chair? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just fucking annoying, man. Like, I get so tired of this shit sometimes. And this is why I have, like, tunnel vision when I be places, because I just don't have time. I just don't have time. Um, Understood. But I got my, my license reinstated. Uh, that is some old bullshit. And I will really endeavor to never allow that shit to happen again. Because that was that was about a week process trying to get that shit reinstated. Like, it's so ridiculous the way that they have that system set up. And it is 100% why people still just ride around with that shit. And continue to get their stuff deeper and deeper in until they're getting arrested behind some tickets and shit. Because the system make it to where... It just, it's, it's too hard. Like, I waited three hours to get my license reinstated. I'm not even joking. Like, I was sitting in the DMV for almost three hours before I was able to get in to talk to the lady. That's ridiculous. Who the fuck got that kind of time when you got to work? Like, I thankfully, I have a job where I could do that. But for, like, people who don't have a job where you could take off like that, that's ridiculous. That's fuck, And then they only have six DMVs in the entire state where you can get it done. So you can't just go to any DMV. It has to be one that's been flagged as a reinstatement office. And so even though I knew that this uh, DMV hood is fucking terrible, the next closest one was in a whole nother city all the way in Tuscaloosa. Like, it's just the way they got it set up is fucking stupid. Anyway, Reddit. Um, <laughs> it's just that shit was... Just ass altogether. Um, I have a am I the asshole for making my 17-year-old miss her therapy appointment to clean her closet? Immediately, yes. A hundred percent yes. <laughs> Immediately, yes. Uh, am I the asshole for lying to my wife when I lost my job? Bro, you didn't think she was gonna find out? Like you don't got mm. no income coming in, bro. What you mean? Toxic masculinity, patriarchy. Am I the asshole for not walking a school acquaintance to her car at night? Man. <laughs> uh, am I the what asshole? What do you mean when you say men in that? Why would you not walk her to her car? 
if you if she's somebody I mean, that I don't knows know you. the school acquaintance. I mean, it's nighttime and a random man that's in the back of your class comes up to you and says, "Hey, I'll walk you to your car." Like no, he asked it. I feel like if he's asking it, then that means she asked him to and he declined. Because why would he be asking? I don't know. Let's do this one. I feel like I feel I like I want to do the got, first one too, but yeah, let's okay. definitely do this one too. I feel like he got asked. Because why would he ask if if if, if otherwise? Because okay. men stupid. Well, <laughs> men, listen, the dude from the DMV. If he posted a Reddit about y'all situation, True. you know what he said was, I was being nice to a woman and I was offering her my seat and extending, you know, gratitude. You know what he done fucking yep. posted. And she said, bitch, fuck you. Like, it's, I, yeah, my, it, my response is going to be way bigger than so his. I'm saying if he writing it, it is very, very likely misconstrued to a man thinking that he needs credit for what he attempted to do and not for how he attempted to do it. And or his response to rejection. So I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying there is room for this scenario to be some shit you wouldn't accept because a nigga crazy. Maybe. Let's see. Both. So he's 21 and his acquaintance is a 21 year old female. I have an acquaintance who I go to school with. We have a couple of courses together and are doing group work for some of them and are also in a student club together. So we see each other often on campus. We've known each other for about a year now. We were working late together on campus on a robot for our student club, and when it was time to go home around midnight, she asked me to walk her to her car, which was parked a seven-minute walk away. I was not comfortable and refused because I get uncomfortable on those streets at night as there are people who seem to be on drugs who just shout things and talk to themselves. That's why okay. she uncomfortable, too. What the fuck? <laughs> wow. Um, you a dick. <laughs> you a dick, bro. I'm not going down there with those drug dealers. <laughs> Do that yourself. <laughs> oh my god, I've never, I've never had anyone attack me, but it makes me uncomfortable. Additionally, she is a young woman, and I'm not her boyfriend. I don't know if she has one, but if she did, he would probably not approve of it and would get mad at me. I have had boyfriends of girls I know do this before. You are justifying the shit out of your decision not to help mm -hmm. this girl out. The next day, she told me she was a little disappointed as she had volunteered to walk with me between two campus buildings and back late at night on a different occasion when I had to fetch something from the other building. So she didn't did this for you before you didn't do it for her. It just gets worse. She also said that I couldn't have dropped that I could have dropped her to the parking and taking a different route to my dorm from there and not have to pass through the sketchy street alone, which is true. Or I could have taken her offer to drive me home. Am I the asshole here? I feel like her volunteering to walk with me is not the same as it was not as bad of a route, and I never asked her to do so, even if I did take her up on the offer. And while it's true, I could have avoided them after dropping her. I'd still be a little uncomfortable if I encountered weirdos while with her. I don't want this to turn into a big issue as we work together, and I'm hoping to keep doing group projects with her in other classes. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have to say you're the asshole. Um, you know what? I don't know. I guess I'm trying to play devil's advocate and look at it from the other side. Like the fact that he's automatically supposed to walk her because he's a man. 
right? And he's supposed to put himself in a potentially dangerous situation to help her out strictly because he's he's male and she's female, right? But it's like, but beyond that, she's walked with you when you felt uncomfortable. So like, even if we go beyond the, the gender shit here, just as uh, on a friendship level, she walked with you before when you felt uncomfortable. Even if it doesn't matter that, you know, you didn't ask her to do it. She volunteered because she values that you that much of at least to to walk with you somewhere where you might have felt uncomfortable. And then you just told her basically like, bitch, get it on your own. I don't know what to do. <laughs> she needed to be walked. <laughs> Bro. Bro. You're selfish, man. <laughs> That's the reality. You're selfish. <laughs> right? It'll be one th- because the, again, this and we don't know her mind in asking this question. It could be man shit, but it could be because I walked with you before. Like, we walk with each other, mm-hmm. you know? And this is where you might be just absolutely stupid. Because maybe she just want to walk with you. Maybe she just want, like, maybe she ain't calculating that it's dangerous for me to go alone. Here, take this. That might not be the case. It just might be the case that this is her saying, I like spending time with you. Walk with me, please. Not no more. <laughs> hey, you toast, bro. You are toast. Not no fucking more. <laughs> he he, he seemed to be the kind of dude when he start liking her, he gonna get on ready saying, this girl is not interested in me because men and women, she wants a man that's six inches, six feet with six <laughs> figures and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Bitch, shut up. You don't. I ain't gonna say you don't deserve because again, I like I challenge man shit. Like if she wanted him to do that because he was a man and he's supposed to do it, I don't, I don't agree with that. That's what I'm Every, saying. Like that would yeah. be because everybody I get should it. get a choice. Yeah, but and, you he went on to say that she's wild with him before, so like that goes beyond that. Now, but but then then it gets to like, I mean, she she the one that park with the crackheads. He, he clearly don't park over there because he's scared like a bitch. So he don't <laughs> park over there with the crackheads. He park over there. Behind between the buildings, probably where he ain't supposed to be parked, so he probably get a ticket, you know. But she, she's okay with parking at the crackheads, you know. She well, was raised over there, who she was raised in the boonies. She know drugs, uh, drug addicts ain't they harmless for the most part. Yeah, you know they more harmful to each other than they are to motherfucking regular folk. But on a college campus, there's only so many places that you can park, and depending on what school, like if you go to somewhere like ASU in Montgomery, then like you gonna be part. ASU is in the fucking projects. So like, <laughs> if you parking on the street, <laughs> you you know, you might be around some shady ass shit. I don't know. Uh, he did two edits. First edit, I like to mention that I did tell her the next day I understood and would help next time. And she when she told me about it. But I'm just wondering if I was wrong for that day when she asked. Yeah. Edit two. I've apologized to her profoundly and said I was being an ass. I'm not an idiot. I know it can be dangerous for women. I would have done it for a friend or my sister, but I was being an ass and not considering her to be a friend or more like a stranger I tend to meet often, which was clearly wrong of me. How did you... You just... You went into detail about how you know this woman and how y'all have been in various classes. Y'all have done various group projects together. Y'all are in clubs and shit. That's so fucked <laughs> Damn, how close do you have to be to care about somebody's goddamn safety? I she mean, wasn't a friend of your sister, so fuck her? It's hard to tell which of this is in-sale rhetoric uh, because, uh, I mean, he don't 
he don't position himself as an incel from this situation. But a lot of incel rhetoric is like, like the protect all black women. It's like men refuse to accept protecting all black women because, you know, I'm not finna get myself hurt for a stranger. Like, I'm only gonna protect the women I know. Yeah. You know, so, and I don't know if that's reasonable or unreasonable. I don't know how much of it is rooted in really wanting to protect yourself versus uh, a lack of desire to be to the aid of a woman. And again, challenging patriarchy, man, like, the whole essence of that, all of that is women are helpless and defenseless and can't do nothing for themselves. And so the reason that we protect women is because they can't protect themselves. That's a problem, too. They That's a really, problem, too. They really got his ass about creating a hypothetical boyfriend to justify why he did it. Like, that, there's a lot of comments about how sad the OP cares more about the feelings of a hypothetical boyfriend than he does about the feeling safety of a female school acquaintance who he has gone out of her way to help him in a similar situation. Yeah. He literally invented a potential boyfriend who would have agency over this woman in his mind. An imaginary boyfriend's feeling matter more to this boy than a woman who has offered to walk with him before so he wouldn't be alone. It's really messed up. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah, sir, you're definitely the asshole. I'm gonna need you to do better, cause man, you fucking up out here, like hardcore, hardcore. But I figured it was gonna be that he got asked, cause he was asking if he was an asshole for not doing it. That's so messed up, like. <laughs> Yeah, if she was interested in him, that shit is gone. Because, like, even with you apologizing and shit, like, you a bitch now. Like, I'm not, like, I mm-mm, I don't want to date you. I do not want to date you at this point. No thanks. <laughs> Did it to your fucking self, bro. You know, I'm, I got more, you know. Mm-mm. Uh, you said you wanted to do the therapy appointment. Yeah, Make you want me to do one of mine, or you want to go do go ahead and do yours? I'll just go ahead and do this one, and then you, okay. we can just finish out with yours. Am I the asshole for making my 17-year-old miss her therapy appointment to clean her closet? First of all, therapy, before we even read it, therapy for parents, therapy is not, you know, fun, okay? This is not like letting them go to a school dance. This is not letting them to go hang out with their friends. This is like a doctor's appointment. This is the, so this would be like, if you change this out and say, am I the asshole for making my 17 year old miss her doctor's appointment to clean her room? Because that is the same fucking thing. I think parents sometimes look at therapy for their kids as like some kind of fucking fun time. And it's not. <laughs> if your kid has been identified as somebody that needs therapy, it is because they have some kind of a condition that is being treated through therapy. You don't get to say, oh, as a punishment, then fuck your mental health. You don't, that's not how that works. Before I even read this and find out what the fuck, and to clean her closet? Her, clo- like, girl. <laughs> I mean, it could be Eminem kind of clean out my closet. <laughs> Kingdom skeletons out. It's finna be Eminem clean out my closet. You keep her from going to therapy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is her or- her uh, origin story. This is her <laughs> origin story. <laughs> this is this her no contact origin story. <laughs> <laughs> This is the okay. moment she traced back to when she 
decided that when she get old enough, she was not going to, she going to block her mama on everything. And listen, if you're a parent and you happen to be listening, or if you are a reasonable parent and you're listening and you know unreasonable parents, we we need to make sure these parents know that your kids can cut you the fuck off. They, and will. And, and we'll block will. your ass. You ain't coming to the wedding. You ain't about to see no grandbabies. Nope. You about to get put in the nursing home. That's why and I like when people... And your kid people, ain't gonna have no sympathy for you possibly getting beat in that damn nursing home because you had, you beat their ass when they was growing up. That's why people who like say shit to people that don't have kids about like, what's gonna happen to you when you get old? Bitch, probably the same thing that's gonna happen to you. We're gonna all be in the nursing home together. The difference is I'm gonna be there because that's where I'm choosing to be and you're gonna be there because your kids don't give a fuck about you. Having children does not mean that you're going to be taken care of. And if you're even saying shit about that, and like they your, your plan B or like your retirement plan, then I already know how you treat them kids and you're going to end up in a fucking nursing home with me. So, fuck you. Can you have guns in a nursing home? No. Why not? What do you, why not? It's a human right. Like, uh, why All right, NRA. Why the elderly people can't have that? What I'm saying is, like, do you know how many people have dementia and shit would be in there just murking fucking people because they were in a, a episode? <laughs> I feel like there's ageism, motherfucking whatever. <laughs> well, put the dementia niggas in a, a, a section of the nursing home where they can't have guns. What about a motherfucker, regular motherfucker who just yeah. rather be in a nursing home because he don't like his family? Uh-uh. <laughs> I mean, I be, you know what? Ah, uh, have you seen that movie? Nobody. No. Oh, that's a good ass movie. And again, I like those premised movies where a person is just trying to live a regular ass life, and somebody from a some event shows itself, and they get to fighting with some people they shouldn't get to fight with, and it turned into a whole war. I like shit like that. That's the movie nobody about. It's the dude who played a uh, Better Call Saul. Okay. Uh, but he basically is just a regular family dude. Hmm, just you know, boring. His kids hate him. Him and his wife having sexual issues, and he end up running into these dudes on a bus. He's on the bus. It's a girl on the bus, and these Russian mobsters wreck their car outside of the bus, and then they need a ride, so they get on the bus. And then they come in there, and they make everybody get off of the bus, and they, like, start standing over the grid. It's the most stereotypical, y'all are overt assholes for this. Like, y'all could have waited until... You know, it's a ways to have been dickheads, but they like standing over her, one of them pull out their knife and like, hey, old man in the back, get your ass out of here. And he get up and he go to the front and he do like motherfucker being on Kingsman where, you know, he, at the beginning he get up and he go like he finna leave and he lock the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, basically he tell the bus driver to get off and then he close the door and then they look at him and be like, what? Why didn't you get out? And he beat the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wild. It was a wild fight. And then I'm, I went off on a tangent on this movie. And then you get to you get to a scene where he's basically trying to find somebody in the movie, and he's going all around the tattoo shops to try to get them to match this tattoo. And he going to this tattoo shop, and he looking at everybody, and everybody like, "Hello, can you hear me?" Yeah. My audio just did some weird, but he's in the tattoo shop. And they like, uh, he flashing a fake FBI badge, and they all put on they like brass knuckles. But then an old timer in the corner see a tattoo on his hand, and he say, "Give me one second. And then he go into a room, close a door, and you hear him locking a bunch of locks. And then he slide open this thing with his eyes, and he looking through. 
And now everybody done got scared because whatever that tattoo on him means, blah, 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 blah. blah. Anyway. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't start to talk about this fucking movie because I want to see it again now. But I forgot where, where I was even coming from. Where did it start at? Bring um, me back. Help me come back. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> what, was the, what was the story? What was the last thing we were talking about in this story? Uh, we, we were just talking about how you can't. Oh, nursing homes and oh, guns and nursing okay. homes. Okay, uh, yeah. Um, in that movie, his dad is played by Christopher Lloyd, Back to the Future Doctor nigga, and he basically got a shotgun in his chair that he sit in the nursing home with. Oh, and so okay. I was just like, I mean, clearly that's it, it. Clearly somebody snuck that shit in. I, I guess you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But it was what I was wondering in my head, like I, if an orderly get out of order, then they might need to be put out of order. Is all I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? And Do you I know how many shootings would happen in nursing homes because how many people like abuse old people in a nurse? It'd be shootings all the time if they. So you said that they should just accept that abuse with no recourse. I'm not saying that, but I'm also saying that I don't want to be walking around going to visit. Well, I don't have grandparents anymore, but I wouldn't have wanted to go visit my grandma when she was in a nursing home, knowing that these people, some of whom have dementia, in here with like strapped. Uh uh. <laughs> Hell no. Ah, uh, <laughs> you got a point. You got a point. And okay. considering that no some guns of the people, in the nursing home, some of the people that my grandma age was still racist as fuck. I don't want to go in there with that shit. You imagine what You're that right. would be like? That's the worst. <laughs> I, I I give it to you. Hell no. Um. Uh, okay. Colored only weapons. <laughs> <laughs> colored only self defense. <laughs> the child is seventeen. Okay. My daughter's closet is an absolute pigsty. You can't even see the floor. It's nearly knee deep in stuff. I have been after her for weeks to clean it up, and she keeps saying I'll do it later. I had had enough and told her she cannot go out with friends or her boyfriend until her closet is clean. Unfortunately, that week she had work and prior commitments at school, so only had one free afternoon where she was going to see her therapist. She is in therapy for depression and anxiety. She was also going to go with her boyfriend's family on a day trip that following weekend. I figured missing that would finally get through to her to get it done after several weeks of constantly putting it off. Instead, she canceled her therapy appointment as if it was as it was her only free afternoon because she didn't want to miss going with her boyfriend this weekend. Her therapist said I was wrong. Oh, wait. What? I don't understand. She said that Rewind the doctor canceled. Instead, she canceled her therapy appointment because she didn't want to miss going with her boyfriend this weekend. Her therapist said I was wrong to do this because she's needs her therapy and this was a dumb heel to down. I told her she's been putting this off a week and won't listen and I don't know how else to get through to her. I refuse to live like slobs. She said that okay, the Okay, so she was- didn't cancel the counseling session. What she did was gave her daughter an ultimatum to do something to go with her boyfriend okay. and the daughter chose in order that- to go with the boyfriend to cancel okay. the counseling okay. session. Yes. Okay. Um, that ain't the mama canceling the council session. Yeah, I, but she said, well, yeah, she put making in, uh, was, am I the asshole for making my 17-year-old miss her therapy appointment? She put making in quotations. Okay. Her edit is, I didn't tell her cancel therapy to clean your room. I said, if you want to go with your boyfriend or anyone this week, closet needs to be clean before then. 
I told her how she buzzes her time is up to her. Just get it done. She chose to cancel the appointment to get it done. She's 17. Of course she chose to cancel her counseling appointment. <laughs> yeah. A weekend a- away with her boyfriend's family to have fun or an hour-long counseling appointment? Of course she gonna fucking pick the, the counseling appointment? Well, I mean, I guess it's not that. I guess I guess mama should have been more adamant about her needing to go to therapy. You know? But I also think the therapist probably is overstepping by communicating to the mama the way she is. Like, that's so what are you saying that mama shouldn't give the child rules if the rules may impact the time frame of going to counseling? No, that's not no. What the commun- conversation should be is about the child's decision making. Like this child, and I guess the child don't recognize how important counseling is then if that's the case, because they're willing to cancel their counseling session. Where's the accountability for you know your client in that situation? Because I would definitely tell a kid, you know. I had this conversation with a kid and not the parent, basically, in this particular scenario. I mean, she's 17. She's about to go out in the world at some point, leaving, you know, her family behind. Mama being held accountable for saying, hey, I need you to clean up by this time. And her fucking the time off. I don't know. I don't like I don't like how this unfolded, really. Yeah. I really don't think mom is the asshole in this situation. The title made it seem like she just was like, you're not going to therapy, go clean your room. Yeah. But that wasn't the case. She just. Mama set some rules and from the rules being set, mama could not have known what the outcome was going to be. And maybe mama even found out that therapy wasn't as important to my daughter as I thought it was, you know. But in, 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 in any case, the only thing I think mama should have done is been more adamant about how important and therapy is and making sure that she was going to get her therapy appointment and clean out this closet. You know, get the closet clean You or or being like, listen, you go to your therapy session, come back and then you can be finished with the, the, the closet. Like it ways to get everything done, but it takes more involvement on the parent side, especially if it's going to be this outcome. Yeah. You can't just like a lot of parents give their kids rules and uh, or uh, uh, tasks, and then completely remove themselves from checking on them when we know kids don't get shit done like immediately. And then they show back up after five hours on going away, and now it's critical to get it done, and your child ain't done it. You know. Yeah. And I feel like I'm not saying it's your obligation as a parent, but I think a lot of parents don't realize the limitations of the young brain when they be making these decisions and it would suit you if you don't want this kind of thing to happen to be more intentional about how present you are for your child when you want them to do shit and when you want shit to be done. This is reality. Most of the people in the comments, I think are saying that she's an asshole because like, okay, yes, not wanting to do something, not keeping your house clean can be a symptom of depression. However, it can also be a symptom of being a 17-year-old. <laughs> I don't mean her giving not, these girls no goddamn armchair diagnoses. Her not depression. cleaning her room, or not not even her room, not her not organizing and keeping her closet clean is not necessarily directly related to her having depression. That could just be, she fucking 17. Have you been in a teenager's fucking room? They're gross. And, and it's not because they're depressed. It's because they are teenagers, and teenagers are gross. 
Um, and so that I think mostly the reason it seemed like from the the comments that I I looked through, they're saying that she's an asshole because they are diagnosing the dirty closet as a symptom of the depression as opposed to just being something that did anything in this say that she was depressed or people assuming that she depressed because she going to therapy the mom says she's going to uh she said she specifically said she's going to therapy for depression and anxiety yeah i mean maybe but maybe not right a dirty room somebody just a dirty fucking room it's not always connected And if you go watch TikToks about like there's TikToks where people with depression with messy rooms, you can go search messy room depression TikTok, you'll find it. And they get it's helpful to clean your room. Mm-hmm. It's helpful to get in patterns. It's helpful to go back and do the things that you used to do that represent not being in a depression. It's behavioral activation. Go read yep. up on the fucking theory of behavioral activation. Basically, when you become depressed, it deactivates a lot of things that you used to do. And if while you don't want to do them, if you do them, it can very well start reactivating the pieces of your mind that were marred by the depression. Essentially so, fake it till you make it. Exactly. Um, I mean, <clears throat> you don't want to go to the gym, but go. You don't want to yeah. hoop with the fellas, but go. You don't want to bowl, but go. You don't want to play the game, but play. It's like... It, Act the, like the somebody theory, who is not depressed. Exactly. And the theory yeah. is that it's going to reactivate who you were before. You know, so the the idea of those comments can't be because you're depressed, you can continue to live and exist exactly the way you do. And, and that's a part of what parents do is they can guide their children out of that depression when you're a healthy, responsible parent. That's something that adults don't have when they are single, alone and depressed. They don't really have somebody to help guide them out of that, which, you know, so uh, those comments, I don't I don't think those comments are. But that's mostly why people they can be right, that, but so. they ain't necessarily. We don't have enough evidence to support their rightness in this story. And, she and didn't I think they her room and everything. She just said her closet is is chaos, which is she's a teenage girl. So that's not again, it's not necessarily indicative of anything other than her being a teenage girl with a bunch of clothes and they just throw stuff all over the place. Did they offer any specialty classes in your in your uh graduate program? Like the specialty class they offer for us was at Larry in psychology specifically. No, they had specialty classes, but it wasn't um it wasn't that I did a trauma response um class and then I did music and music and therapy. They had stuff like that. They did have specialty class because you had to take like to get the remaining hours. You had to just pick like an elective or two that wasn't like part of the main degree requirement. But uh, but yeah, so I did. So our professor that did at Larian Psychology used to be a physicist that worked in a laboratory and she changed careers and she was a parent before she changed careers and she really took on to Alfred Adler's way of uh, perceiving parenting. Uh, he got a book called Children the Challenge. Shit was wrote in like the fucking 50s. That was mm-hmm. our class book. You know, so it had a lot of old ass examples and shit that was outdated. But the essence of the book is respecting children and their space. And that's the foundation of parenting. That's the way that children find their space and find their belonging within the family unit. They can't find that belonging if they don't feel respected and don't feel like they are a cohesive part of the unit. And she said that a big part of Atler's teachings was 
that while the whole household is everybody's space and we're all responsible for making sure this space is clean, respecting a child's space in terms of their room is something that, you know, she struggled getting used to because the essence of it is if a child wants their room to be messy, then it can be messy. And, you know, in lieu of things like, you know, shit that'll make roaches and bugs and shit coming there, like, we're not going to do anything that impact the household in terms of we got an infestation now. But, like, mm-hmm. if your child is just naturally a mess, you know, why get yourself up in arms about, you know, these clothes? You know, because a parent stress themselves out about that shit every single day because a kid got a messy room. And so, I, you know, the question I ask is if I had kids, you know, am I going to make them clean their room, make them clean their room, make them clean their room? And realistically, I think that there is room to want things to be done as a parent. But I think that if you make your whole thing something that ultimately don't matter, and when I say don't matter, what I mean is if your child is naturally going to be messy, there's some shit they're going to have to figure out after 18 anyway. It ain't, you're not going to be with them with their whole life telling them to clean, 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 clean out your closet, do this, do that. Mm-hmm. You know, so to me, a child who ain't cleaning their room that ain't causing me and my household no harm that nobody else sees really in the big scheme of things don't matter. And a lot of people have these great grand contentious relationships with their kids just because it's a day to day. Oh, he got a cup on his dresser. He got a cup on his dresser. I mean, I've seen that shit so much in council and I know you have too. Oh, where yeah. parents are just like. They fucking at their wits the end. Yeah, yeah it, it, they at their wits in because their child won't put the clothes in the basket that's in their room. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, I just be encouraging parents, like, choose your fucking battles. You got a yeah. kid that's going to be a fucking mess for the rest of their life, okay? You know, them being a mess in your house that ain't bothering nobody, you need to figure out if that's the hill you're going down. And if it is, that's your decision. But I would encourage you not to die on that hill. <laughs> Like parents uh-huh. done spent the last six years complaining to their kid uh, about their room to the degree that they hadn't even asked their kid, what do you enjoy? What do you like? How do you feel about life? Like they hadn't asked their kid nothing for them to know who their kid are. All they can tell you is that my kid ain't never clean up their room. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, get the fuck out of here, bro. But yeah, I'm sorry. I, I don't right. know why I apologize. <laughs> what do you have? Uh, I got some relationship shit. Um, let me see. Let's see which one you want to do. <clears throat> My boyfriend doesn't want me to go on holiday with work colleagues. How do I, I'm 39 male, kindly and lovingly talk to my partner, 34 female, about an inappropriate birthday gift? Uh, when my husband, 38 male, suggested open marriage, 40 female, my marriage ended in my heart. I got two more. Hold on. I have fallen in love with my arranged marriage husband who doesn't love me back and sleeps with other women because I let him. How do I get a happy marriage now? <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> she bust out laughing on that one. And yeah, that's Girl. an illusion. We, we all know it. Delusion. The last one is I'm feeling abandoned by my husband in favor of his female friend. What is with everybody? And like, God. All of the three of them sound the same. <laughs> yeah. That last one and like the first two work yeah. colleagues, and then the I want to know what the inappropriate gift was because I feel like it's gonna be some fuck shit. 
that's going to be short. something simple that you're going to Okay. All right. My partner and I have been together for about five years. For my birthday last month, she got us tickets to see a live performance of a band we both like. Growing up, she went to a ton of concerts and really loved live music. Me, I can take it or leave it. I enjoy listening to their music, but hate crowds and lots of noise. I have severe social anxiety. When she told me about the gift, I didn't know how to respond. I was raised to always receive a gift in the spirit it was given and to be thankful. If you get a weird shirt from your aunt or a schoolmate gets you a book you already own, you don't call them out or complain. Now, my partner knows very well that I dislike crowds. We go to some events like this or similar a few times a year, and I always power through because I know it's important to her. But for her to create the situation where I'm obligated to is uh, as a gift to me felt like, I don't know, tone deaf, I guess. On top of the situation is the fact that the tickets were very expensive and non-refundable. We're on a fixed budget, so when she told me about it, I was uncomfortable. I was both uncomfortable at the expense and unable to speak the truth about it since um, to skip the show would mean potentially a lot of wasted money for her. It's long past time to say anything now, but I wanted to post this to hear feedback and hopefully be better equipped if this ever happens again. Now, the first thing I want to let you know is that I read it like that because you fucking over here reading like you reading the child's book to children and trying to keep them engaged and shit. You changing your infliction and shit. You making it sound. You making you making your reading sound good as hell while I'm over here reading like being Stein bitch ass. I gotta change that shit up. I know you can tell I was reading different. Yeah, I didn't. I... Trying to keep up with your monkey ass. <laughs> oh fuck! You were like, and she said, "Wow, I can't believe it." <laughs> God damn, got me having to level up. <laughs> oh, okay, you can go ahead. <laughs> um, sir, like, oh, this is not the same as getting a, a, a shirt you don't like. If you have social anxiety, <laughs> uh, then this is definitely her being tone deaf. How you get somebody with social anxiety the gift of people? <laughs> what kind of shit is that? That don't even make sense. <laughs> but here's the thing, and I tell people this, man. I've had so many clients. That will be like, well, I don't want to bring it up because it's going to be uncomfortable. You know what's going to be even more uncomfortable? Continuing. Because, like, once you allow a behavior to start, this is what you're going to be dealing with. And so you would rather have an uncomfortable conversation now to alleviate having this continue to happen than to not say nothing. Because guess what? She's going to be like, oh, he went to a concert. She gonna keep buying fucking concert tickets for you or something equivalent because you haven't stepped up and said, like, this is not okay. One. Two, the money situation. If you know that y'all budget is strict, like, it, you spent unnecessary money. We need to have a conversation about that because if this becomes a habit, it's going to be a problem down the road. Like, people don't like having those uncomfortable conversations because they're uncomfortable. But, like, you're either going to have this uncomfortable conversation or you're going to have an uncomfortable living situation where these things that you've allowed to go on are going to continue to go on. And you're right. At a point, it's going to be like, you just been letting it happen. So when you do say something, they're going to be like, We've been doing this for a year. Why the fuck are you just not saying something now? Definitely should have spoke up and said something to her about that because that is a terrible gift <laughs> for somebody so, with social anxiety. But his language is telling me a story. Okay? okay. First off, he titled it, How Do I Kindly and Lovingly Talk to My Partner About an Inappropriate Both Birthday Gift? The word inappropriate here seems out of place. I think that he wants us to perceive it as worse than it is. That's the first thing. The second thing is 
when he said me growing up, she went to a ton of concerts and really loved live music. He said me, I can take it or leave it. That's the second statement. Because if you can take it, then why not take it this time? Mm -hmm. Right? Why not be, why not just be okay with going this time? Because the rest of the letter, he convinced us as to why he absolutely won't go to no concerts. Mm -hmm. Even though at the beginning he said, I can take it. So if you can take it or leave it, it means that your partner also believes that you can take it or leave it. Meaning that even though it's not a, so I think the real issue is that he didn't get what he wanted. Well, it's a gift. Like you, I can take or leave something, but when it's a gift for me, it doesn't need to be something that I could take or leave. Like when you give somebody a gift, it needs to be something that's specific to them, not something they could take or leave. (laughs) I'm not saying that he should accept it. I'm saying that, yes, I'm I'm saying that I think he don't like the gift he got. No, I don't think he he definitely don't like the gift. Yeah, that don't make the gift inappropriate. It just makes it a gift you don't like. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And and that's the conversation to be having. The conversation is, and, and you know what, girlfriend is a dick because she got a gift that she could. <laughs> she use got something for she wanted. Like <laughs> like if my partner if my partner came to me for my birthday and bought a rose and said, "Hey, we are gonna use this in the bed together." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'd be like, I mean, I'll be there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, what I'm supposed to do? What the fuck am I supposed to do? Uh, but okay, let's answer the question. How do I kindly and lovingly talk to my partner about an inappropriate birthday gift? How would you want your partner to tell you that to get where well, you wouldn't get a gift? Clearly, you fucking very thoughtful. You're very observant. You would know what a motherfucker want. And if you don't know exactly what they want, you would get them close to something that represents their personality. We know that's you, okay? Yes. <laughs> but let's say that that's not you that much. Or let's say you got a weird ass dude who like just quirky as hell. And you might not get it right every time. If you didn't get it right, how would you want him to communicate to you? Um, have I? I'm trying to think of if I've gotten somebody something that they've had to even say something to me about before, but I don't think so. Um, I mean, as long as you are respectful, because I don't want to be. Get, I, I'm the kind of person who I'm not going to want to be getting you shit that you don't like. So I'm not going to get upset or offended if you say, you know, hey, I appreciate the thought, but this really isn't my kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Or like, because mm-hmm. um, I would never have got, again, you don't give somebody with social anxiety the gift of people. That this, that's, none of that makes any sense. That concert was for her. She wanted to go. This was an opportunity for her to get it under the guise of it being a present for him. And then that also helps to justify the cost because, yeah, it was expensive, but it was for you. <laughs> she's I wonder how manipulative. Much, I wonder how much he's expressed that he likes the band. You know, is it has it just been through listening to their albums and listening to them on Spotify and in the car, radio? Has it only been that you've expressed, man, I really like this band? Like, mm-hmm. how much have you communicated to her that you like this band because the next logical step of people who enjoy music when you're communicating to them that you enjoy a band is to see them in person and live unless they don't like crowds now i wouldn't get like even if even if my dude said that he he was the biggest well let's not use beyonce but like whoever if he's the biggest fan but i also know that he gets anxious in crowds or like hates being around a lot of people. I'm not going to get him concert tickets for that because it's going to be tons of people. First of all, I ain't going to want to fucking go myself, to be honest, because I hate crowds too. 
<laughs> but um, I don't know what you would get somebody that's a music lover but don't like people. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be concert tickets though. Like I don't know. He, I, I would find I would get him something else. I just wouldn't get that. But I would just want you to like be honest with me that it was not something that you enjoy. I wouldn't want you to come and be like, bitch, why would you think I would want that? You know what I'm saying? Like, come and be respectful and just be like, hey, I appreciate the thought, but, like, this isn't really my thing. That's how I would want somebody to tell me. And I would be like, cool, I know, and I won't get this thing anymore. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, it just sounded like the girlfriend, again, because the tickets were expensive, this was a great way for her to get to go see a band she wanted to see. And justify the cost because it was a gift for him. <laughs> yeah. So it was expensive, but it was for you, babe. <laughs> it was for you. <laughs> for your birthday or whatever the fuck she was getting him a gift for. So, you know. Me, I'd be I'd probably be petty, man. I'd probably I'd probably write down a list of shit to get for the next 20 years. <laughs> and like choose from the list. Choose from the fucking list. Don't go outside the list. Don't start trying to be creative and shit. I need concrete <laughs> understanding that I might get one of these motherfucking things. The creativity is in, okay, on the list I put video game. Creativity. Surprise me. You know I don't <laughs> fuck with sports. You know I like action games. I be playing sandbox shit. Surprise me. But don't go outside this list. I don't want to go to no concerts. I don't hear no loud ass music. I don't want to go to no damn movies. I don't want to go to no fucking football games. I don't want to go to no big events. I don't want to go to none of that shit. Okay, if it ain't some shit that can come in a box and, and ain't on a piece of paper, fine. If it's on a piece of paper, we got a problem. That means it's some tickets or some shit. I don't even want to go on no flight. I don't even want to go on no destination, no location. That's some shit we need to plan together. Don't surprise me with no shit. That's, that's you know, don't surprise me. Just go off the list and we'll be good for the next 20 years. You yep. go outside the list, we're going to have marital problems for a year. Not marital problems. Yeah, like, don't bring me no gift that you, like, don't bring me some shit you want me to have versus some shit that I would like to have. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I want you to have these concert tickets and we can go together. No. Because <laughs> no. you finna have a blast and I finna, and you know, but the reality is, I mean, she might have to go, she might have to go by herself. So, also, men, don't be a dick and be like, no, you can't go to see this band that we both love either <laughs> you know what i'm saying like <laughs> all right i'm not gonna buy you a, a gift like that again however i will be going to these concerts by myself to see the band that i like you know but or scalp them tickets and sell them he already went to the show too i mean it's you know people in the comments were pointing out how the date already passed oh yeah and basically uh and both of the comments are saying the same shit uh he said um the first one said um I'm reading the show already happened, so I'm assuming you ended up going. If that's the case, then maybe next time you guys are talking about music or the concert, you can mention something like, I really enjoyed the band. However, I honestly was not a fan of the crowds, and I don't think I want to ever go to another concert. It'll show that you appreciate the effort and that you got to see the band, but it's clear that you don't want to go to another concert in the future. And he said, we did already go to the concert. Yeah, this is more of a post-mortem exercise, I guess. That's a really great suggestion. Thank you. Also... I'm not getting the hint that she understands the depth of his social anxiety if he has it. And um, people don't like it. People who don't have social anxiety don't understand it because well, I, I'm saying that in the sense that I don't know if, if she 
it feels like he hadn't had a conversation with her about how much he don't like crowds because yeah. he's figuring out how to have a whole new conversation about not liking, you know, going out in these places like this because of the crowds. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe she's just not aware uh, of it. So I don't know if he's told her a hundred percent, and she just don't understand that's that's the thing. But he has to make sure that she absolutely knows that. Yeah. And if this was a moment where she didn't know the degree or thought that maybe you know this is a good moment to try to help you branch out, then that need to be communicated like overtly. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Do we have time for another one? Oh, we're at an hour. If you want to do another one, we can, but. Uh, I'll give the other one sounded similar. Which one? Yeah, the other one did sound similar. <clears throat> so, we Gucci. All right. I'll wrangle up a little bit more diversity next time. Um. I'm trying to think if I had anything else. No, mostly just the DMV shit because that shit was ass. It was terrible. Gotcha. Um, and old buddy was crazy. I'm uppity now because I don't want to sit in the chair. Understood. <laughs> uh, I wonder if he's gonna get like maybe I may have just created another passport, bro, by not sitting uh <laughs> By not sitting if, in the chair. Is that, that, that going to be his a, origin story? His if that moment created story? a passport, bro, he was always going to be a passport, bro. There was Did, nothing you can do about it. If if how he valued black women was contingent upon a random black woman accepting his uh, chair, uh, uh, accepting his chair request, I mean, come on, man. Like, he, he, ain't you can do about that, man. He lost. <laughs> He already got the issues with his mama that ain't going to recover. He ain't going to recover from. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But you got anything else on your mind? I do not. All right. Well, until we... What the fuck are we saying? Until we con the conversation. What? Con the next conversation. Until we con the next conversation. <laughs> we out. Holla. Holla.